How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me, as usual, is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling, and we are presenting another edition of Fever Dreams. This is Fever Blast number two, and this will be our standard format. And if this is your first time uh, tuning into Fever Dreams, basically what we do is we have various lists of wrestling names. We have tag teams, managers, single stars, uh, gimmick matches, female talent, uh, so on and so forth. We put those into ran random name generators, and Leonard and I have assembled a makeshift card uh, based on singles matches, triple threats, fatal four-ways, whatever you think. We have probably tried it, and whatever names pop up, Leonard and I debate what, who we think would win. Now, if uh, this is your first time uh, tuning in, we have been doing this for a while, so currently, our, we have a random list of belts, and our Smoky Mountain U.S. Junior Heavyweight Champion is El Dandy. And our FDW, Fever Dream Wrestling Women's Champion, is Awesome Kong. Our Tag Team Champions are the Mega Powers Foundation. And our FDW Galaxy Champion is Bruno Sam Martino and uh, Leonard, are you ready to get started? I am. You know, we have been doing this so long and we have such long running storylines that we pretty much had every match for this one figured out from what happened on our last show. And we're actually not going to be generating a whole lot, but I still think this is going to be an, an excellent addition. Absolutely. And, uh, so our first match is one where we're not really generating random names um, because it's a match that Leonard and I talked about. Well, this is actually this one was Leonard Leonard's request. I think this is the one I wanted. Yes. Yeah. And he wanted to see Tim Storm, who many of you might be familiar with uh, from NWA Power, the current NWA Billy Corgan associated with it, uh, versus Sergeant Slaughter, and we are attaching managers and a gimmick to this Leonard so Leonard what gimmick have you drawn I wanted tuxedo match but I got last ride so this is an undertaker specific gimmick <laughs> where the the goal is to put your opponent inside of a hearse parked in the arena and then drive that hearse out of the arena so it's a last ride match okay all right well, Leonard, uh, the managers that we have here um, are Sensational Sherry and Teddy Long. Okay, who get who gets who? I, I would assume Sherry would go with Slaughter. Yes, Teddy Long's with Tim Storm. Uh, you know, I I like Tim Storm a lot. He's a big, tough guy. He doesn't get his due because he was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion at one of its nadirs. Um, but in a match like this, you got if this is in his prime Sergeant Slaughter, you go back and look at some of the boot camp matches he had with like Iron Sheik and Pat Patterson in the early 80s. And the fact that I think that Sherry is a more effectual manager than, say, Teddy Long. And Teddy Long's great, but he's more of like that executive assistant Paul Heyman mold then he is someone that's going to get down and dirty, which a manager could in this type of match. Right. So I like Slaughter and Sherry to win. 
Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I think that Sherry is certainly the better manager. And, you know, and to be honest, you know, as good as Tim Storman, and he is good and he is underrated, as you said, um, I, I think Slaughter is just a little bit better here. And, you know, we're more familiar with him in some of those bloody brawls. And, you know, one would assume a last ride match would, would, would include some uh, color, as they say. Um, so, yeah, I, I can I can certainly see slaughter winning this and since it is a last ride match you know perhaps you know he's in league with the undertaker you know i could see that as well for me kind of kind of like uh like when uh what boss man was part of the corporate ministry yeah maybe maybe slaughter comes out all in black yeah it's it's slaughter's outfit that's all black that's a cool look i would love to see Sergeant Slaughter associated with the Undertaker and the corporate ministry. Um, all right. Well, you know, we got to work that in somehow. If the corporate ministry ever pops up or if we ever do anything, next time we do something with the Undertaker, we got to work Slaughter being an ally into that. Absolutely. Um, all right. So our next match is also, well, no, yes, also one that uh, stems from things that happened in our last Fever Dreams episode. Um, and that would be Awesome Kong versus Bianca Belair. Straight up one-on-one match for the FDW Women's Championship. Leonard, who do you got here? Uh, if I remember right, I think the last time it was either a, tri- a triple threat or, or a four-way. And you and I differed. I think I took Kong and you took Belair. If I remember correctly, um, well, actually, is, actually, Bel Air was in a fatal four way that didn't involve Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong, was okay, in a triple threat match with Sherry, and I forget the other person, uh, but Awesome okay. Kong was really the winner. And I think there was a gimmick attached to this. Oh, it was a graveyard match. Um, it was a graveyard match, and you know. Awesome Kong was the, like the clear victor based on, you know, sheer size and strength. Um, and Bianca Belair won the number one contender match. Okay. I, I, I misremembered that then. But yeah. so straight up one, one in the ring. Um, Kong is of course has the size and strength advantage, I think here. And she's a big woman that can move. Um, and, and Belair, of course, I think is faster and more agile. I think she is deceptively strong. But she's not stronger than Awesome Kong. Um, this this is is I think going to be a really good bout. I think it's going to be one of those like David and Goliath type of matches. Uh, even though Belair is not necessarily that small, but small compared to Kong. Um, I am leaning toward Awesome Kong at this moment. Yeah, you know, we're just like a few years of a gap off between this match that could have been a reality really. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how often uh, Kong works anymore these days, but uh, Bianca Belair is certainly still at the top of her game. And uh, I think that with as many top women that Bianca Belair has worked with, like she hasn't really faced somebody like awesome Kong. Now, having said that, I realized that Bianca Belair has had matches with, um, Dewdrop, as uh, as she was named, who's also a, a bigger girl with a lot of strength. Um, but Awesome Kong was, you know, I, I think in a little bit of a different league. 
Um, so I, I think that this would be a good match. And I think that it could yeah. be a good story. If someone were to write this story, I think that it could be really well done. Um, it would be hard to, you know, put Bel Air as the underdog necessarily, but against Kong, you could make that work, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm leaning more towards Awesome Kong here too. I, I think it's a close match. Um, but yeah, I see Awesome Kong winning by a hair. Okay, so we both we both agree with that. Kong, but close. I think I think that's fair enough. Yeah. And our next match, Leonard, is for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling U.S. Junior Heavyweight Championship. L. Dandy versus somebody who won in a dark match against the Million Dollar Corporation version of Nikolai Volkov. The rookie Kurt Angle defeated Nikolai Volkov in a dark match and earned his spot here in the Smoky Mountain Wrestling U.S. Junior match, Triple Threat, and a random name whom Leonard has generated. Yes, and it I think it fits well. Um, this is a guy that I think would be in the picture for the U.S. Junior Heavyweight title. It's Loki. Oh, wow, okay. Wow, that would see, you know, Loki and Kurt Angle in a match would be interesting by themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But the fact that this is a triple threat, you have uh, an interesting mix of styles here. Um, the, the, the question that'll come up, anybody listening, is do we think a rookie Kurt Angle is good enough to best both of these guys? And, I mean, based on the fact that we are calling it rookie Kurt Angle, which is an entire year, I would say Kurt Angle wins this. Really, you're going with rookie Kurt Angle over. See, I was going to make the argument that if it was just about any other version of Kurt Angle, that he would be low key. And again, I am no one to doubt El Dandy. El Dandy, I think, holds his own in this match. I think El Dandy and low key are the going to be the guys doing the high spots here. Well, um, I, I was, gonna, yeah, I was going to to you know argue that. Loki in his prime could beat rookie Kurt Angle, and that's the only version of Kurt Angle he could beat. But if you go and look at her, he won the best rookie years ever, a guy who just totally got it almost out of the gate. And, and so while, while I don't shed a tear over El Dandy or Loki losing here, it doesn't mean that much to me is what I'm saying. I will go with you and say that Kurt Angle is our new Smoky Mountain Wrestling U.S. <laughs> Junior Heavyweight Champion. And you know what? We could have a one-on-one -on -one match, you know, later date gimmicks, managers, low-key, and Kurt Angle. I think we could make that to work. Put it, put it on the list. Absolutely. Um, I will forget shortly after this is done, most likely. Uh, but in any event, <laughs> uh, our next match is – for the FDW Tag Team Titles, the Mega, Power, Mega Powers Foundation, Terrence Bollea and Randall Poffo with uh, their manager, Elizabeth Hewlett. <laughs> um, just because, uh, you know. Okay. That's, that's how we do things here. And uh, they are going against a team that they faced in a previous uh, Fever Dreams way back when, um, the mm -hmm. Hollywood Blondes. And because this was a match that we've already seen, I attached a gimmick to it. And 
I get to draw the gimmick, and the gimmick is something that neither of these teams would ever consider doing, <laughs> which makes it possible. Scaffold match. Scaffold match. Close. Okay. A clockwork house of fun match. Ah, oh, Jesus. We had this once before. Yes. So let me refresh everybody's memory. Yeah. Who doesn't Explain know this, it. this was a Raven idea in TNA. And there are poles erected around all the ring posts and a chain linking those posts. And there are various weapons hanging from the chains. And I guess potentially at one point, there could be sides of a cage around one of the sides of the ring as well. Now, the first incarnation of this match, I guess there was a Raven's Perch that you had to throw people into two tables. But eventually, this match just became a false count anywhere. So that's what we'll do here. We'll just do this a false count anywhere match between the Mega Powers Foundation and uh, the Hollywood Blondes. And uh, I already know who I'm going with here, Leonard, but go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think like I lean to... Picturing this. Yes. <laughs> trying to figure out the rules of the match <laughs> hurts my brain. Um, I, you know what? I lean towards the Mega Powers Foundation. One, I, you know, they're not jobbing to the Hollywood Blondes. <laughs> um, two, I think the fact that this is a brawl uh, probably lends itself more toward Hogan and Savage than it would to um, Austin and Pillman, a straight up match or something like a submission match, something like that. Two out of three falls, you know, the Iron Man tag, something like that would favor them. But I think this favors um, the Mega Powers Foundation. And thinking about this match, I get flashbacks of Savage's Bonesaw McGraw in the Spider-Man movie. Absolutely. Because that was that was a cage, and I believe there was like weapons or something hanging from the cage. Yeah, it was. It was a. It seemed like a large cage in that movie. Um, but uh, yeah, you know the idea of Pillman and Savage going up against each other, and then of course Hogan and Austin, who which has been talked about to death. Um, but these versions of those of those guys um, would be interesting to see. Um, I think and. I do think that the Mega Powers Foundation would win this, though, not only because they wouldn't job, but I just I think that history has proven that both of these teams will do what they have to to win. But Hogan and Savage are going to go that extra mile. Absolutely. Yes. They, they are going to. And you know what? I think the computer is hanging from one of those chains. And, you know, I think they have to use the computer as a weapon. What do you think? Yes, that's how the computer tells the computer tells them how to win, and it says, right. "Use me as a weapon." Is what yeah. it says on it. Yeah. So, you know, I think we, we may have to review for some people that how this started out. I don't remember exactly, but it turned into some sort of conglomeration of the Mega yeah. Powers and the York Foundation. Uh, I think this is one um, where you know both of us were were probably having having a drink or two. And I think that based on the fact that we like the York Foundation, we just decided to create this tag team. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, we love it. They are probably one of our most successful creations and, and, and talents. They've held these belts for a while. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't see who's going to beat them. But they have been beaten before by Team Hell No. And, yes. Uh, and, then they, and then they won the rematch. They won the yeah, rematch. Yeah, they won the rematch. <laughs> 
All right. So uh, Mega Powers Foundation still our reigning tag team. We're going to have to create an equally creative combination of guys that's our own kind of spin to beat them, I think. I think that's what it's going to take. So maybe maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe it's the uh, slaughter slaughter corporate ministry. That's <laughs> I like it. For the G, the, the G uh, yeah, we're gonna I'm, the, we're gonna work on the GI Joe the GI Joe ministry or <laughs> of, of some sort. That's I love it. Um, you know, let's go to our main event then. Our champion, Galaxy champion, is Bruno San Martino. And he will be facing based on, I believe this was like a six-pack challenge of like random dudes. Like that. And uh, it was like Dick Murdoch and uh, Ole Anderson <laughs> and like just yeah. really random guys. I'm pretty sure um, 911 from ECW was in this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so um, Vern Gagne ended up winning that six-pack challenge. And I think this makes for actually a good setup and a good main event, which is Vern Gagne versus Bruno San Martino. I don't think yeah. these two ever faced each other. Why would they at this point? I looked I looked it up, and the only thing I found was a picture of Bruno, Vern, and Andre the Giant standing in a locker room together. Absolutely. And I think Andre could be the special enforcer. So, Yes, but that's the only thing I found. I looked this up, but I don't believe they ever – uh, wrestled aside from other you know fantasy wrestling combos like this so we're going with though peak Vern and peak bruno so mm -hmm. leonard what do you have here well you know bruno's got the champion's advantage uh uh i think Vern it may be the better mat wrestler but i think bruno yeah. has the power and I think Bruno wrestles a bit more of a modern style than Vern because Vern, and, and when I say that, it's like 1970s versus 1950s okay. uh, as far as the styles go. Um, I, I think this is a good match. I think this is a long match. I think that's one, these are one of these old school 60 minute Broadways. I could see this going a 60 minute Broadway with Bruno retaining on that but if you have to nail me down somebody gets a pin someone gets a submission i'm i'm gonna stick with bruno yeah i do think that this could be a draw um you know based on the mat wrestling alone um you know there were a lot of broadways in burns time a lot of two out of three fall you know one person wins each fall and then it goes to a draw um but uh, I do think that this would be a good match. And even though they're different styles, more of a power wrestler versus a mat wrestler, um, I do think that these two would match up well. Uh, I, I don't know. I just see them kind of clicking. So I think that this would be a good main event. And uh, but, you know, based on power alone and, you know, you got to you got to have Bruno keep the belt here. I don't think Vern is like good enough to for us to put the belt on him here. I just don't see it. No. Politics are getting in the way of Vern, and uh, the powers that be are deciding that uh, that he doesn't he doesn't win here. Right. We are not the AWA. He does not have any stroke with us. That's true. Um, all right. So Bruno is still our champion, and uh, Leonard, I have assembled a random dark match. And, Hit me. And this is a good one. It is Matt Hardy version one. 
versus the WWF Championship version of the Iron Sheik versus oh versus Bill Goldberg the Bret Hart concussion version of Bill Goldberg. Hey, so that specific match, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> the match where he like damn near kills a guy. Yeah, that version. Okay, that's the version of Bill Goldberg that you're getting. So yeah, that requires a drink of water for sure. <laughs> you got to collect your. Why well, think? Um, yes. So, wow, what a random assortment of guys here. You know, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here, Leonard. <laughs> like, we're dealing with a very specific version of two characters, but we are dealing with the WWF Championship version of the Iron Sheik, the guy who was not long away from you know being a, a bodyguard for the Shah of Iran. <laughs> Like, this was, like, powerful peak Iron Sheik. I see him taking those uh, those weights that only he could do and, you know. The Iranian clubs. Yes. Right. Beating the hell out of Bill Goldberg. I see the Iron Sheik winning this all day. That's what I see. <laughs> see and the thing is, if you go back even prior to that, like, Sheik in the mid to late 70s was, like, ripped as hell. Right. Like you find old pictures of him. And he was even in better shape than he was in 84. And, of course, he would get more out of shape as time went on. Right. But this is, as far as our generation goes, and probably the height of his popularity, notoriety, this is the sheet that you're talking uh, about. And, again, this is like a few weeks from, what, late 83 to early 84 that he had the title. Uh, Matt version, uh, Matt Hardy version one is like probably my favorite version of Matt Hardy, even yeah, though, I love I, that. even with broken Matt. So, but but this is a guy who I don't think necessarily hangs with the other two here. Um, <laughs> I think Matt Hardy gets the concussion. <laughs> yeah, I was about ready to say Matt Hardy is the one who gets the concussion <laughs> in this match. So I think Goldberg concusses Matt Hardy. He's out on the floor. While the referee's checking on Matt, the Iron Sheik nails Goldberg with the club. He gets a concussion, and the she and the Sheik win. <laughs> That's and how the fans she go home with the Sheik knocking out Bill Goldberg with the Iranian clubs. <laughs> now, here's the thing: does the Sheik does the Sheik earn a title match? That's see, that's a good question because then you have Kurt Angle, rookie version, who could turn in his Smoky Mountain belt for title shot. That's true. I forgot that we allow the random belt owner to turn that in for the title shot. Is anybody keeping up with these rules anymore? I don't know, but it's we we have fun nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. We I don't think we have these written down anywhere. We just remember stuff as the as it comes up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, we're in agreement. The Iron Sheik, <laughs> the Iron Sheik wins and potentially gets a title shot. Um, but if we were to give the Iron Sheik a title shot, we would have to attach managers or a gimmick or something i i think it needs i think it needs to have a gimmick because i think we would both agree that bruno beats sheik all day long in a straight up match um, yeah. in a straight up match but i think it, i mean it's a good match yeah and you know what one that well i mean it was probably a few years you know but uh they weren't too far away from each other anyway so no, yeah, they probably did did work. I would have to look because I mean Bruno was still working in the early '80s, just sporadically when Sheik was there. They they house show probably. I mean, I can't remember anything significant, but yeah, they might have done a house show. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. Um, so anyway, 
let us know what you thought of this. And uh, we always have fun doing Fever Dreams. If you think that our picks were wrong, please let us know. And uh, check out our other video segment, Surgery, Random Match Reviews, Stupid Questions, What's That Card? Uh, we are also available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, hit the like button on our YouTube videos and subscribe to our content. Um, all of your help and support uh, goes towards this show growing. So thanks for everybody tuning in. And for Leonard, my name is Chad. We will see you next week. And Alexa, we'll see you out.